Hey, yeah, that you're listening to Mutiny Radio.fm and .sf. We're going to be Zooming live with Glasgow, Scotland and beyond. Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon, amazing human beings. We're going to get started with some poetry. We have a beautiful picture to do ekphrasis on again today. I'm super excited to create some new work. We have an amazing open mic and it's going to be great. So stay tuned and we'll be right back with poetry. Choose poetry, choose life. Every other week here on the AltaCast on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. reading here from Scotland. We got Erin Gannon before she leaves. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. I'm not actually going to leave, but um, I'm gonna, Andy's going to take over the second half. Um, hi, everybody. This is Choose Poetry, Choose Life. I'm Erin. I'm broadcasting from Glasgow. And say hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> And he's in Newcastle, and Pam, who you've heard already, is in San Francisco, and we are broadcasting on Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Hi, San Francisco. Uh, Hi, back. So today, because of this, due to the success of our last uh, foray into writing prompts, um, we're going to do ekphrasis again this week. Just a little, little tiny bit, um, using another one of Annie's awesome photos. And for what? What's four A? What does that mean, John? Four A is the writing prompts. <laughs> Instead of F O R A Y, it's a four A, kind of like. I have given you the power oh, to unmute yourself. Uh, but ekphrasis again is. Four, four yes. a, like a foray into something, but not I a foray. It's a, it's a cool. word I feel like joke. that has to do with like cattle shows. Or that's 4-H. Four four H. H. <laughs> <laughs> What's your reminder? I actually went to one of the Tulsa ones. It was quite, an, it was really interesting. Um, to remind our listening okay, audience, like so, Phrasis is making I a poem even, based off I of even piece of put artwork. music up like in advance <laughs> to do... Um, so, yeah, so the first half we'll just be doing, well, we're just going to do one writing prop, and then we'll just go into the um, into the open mic. 
And I did not put a list together because I only had a couple people indicate that they wanted to read. So when everybody showed up, that we would just say who wants to go. Is that okay, Andy? There's no list. Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll put a list together <laughs> while we're doing the um the thing. So if you want to read, just drop it in the chat, and then I'll come up with a, a list. There you go. Solution. Okay. So, is everybody ready to take part in some aura cleansing, writing prompty fun now? Yay, yes? Okay. Yay. Yay. All right. Hold on a second. I'll bring up Andy's photo. And I'll push play. There we go. All right, the yeah. listening audience, there is... That's what I thought, too. <laughs> this is a beautiful picture of... Uh, uh, there's a there's an old bridge, an old brick bridge, and uh, a town. We can see white windows. Uh, it's a really beautiful picture. There's a beautiful river.
Well, I'm proud of myself. I got a, I got a sonnet out of this. I got a sonnet. what you're writing <laughs> finish up that couplet wrap it up <laughs> wrap up that couplet wrap up that couplet did you say lap up that couplet no wrap it yeah. up you gotta learn how to wrap it up wrap up the couplet look an interesting name rhyme. for that but i'll take it <laughs> what was this one called I just called it Andy's Bridge. All right, all right, that's what I'm titling this one, <laughs> Andy's Bridge. Okay, so Durham. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's Durham. Um, it's along the the river in Durham. Um, I went a couple of weeks ago. That music that was playing, I asked what it was, and Beth answered. Oh. Um, so yeah. I definitely do like that because I just went into my Shazam folder, uh, and apparently I Shazammed it like two weeks ago. So, oh really? Yeah, oh, yeah weird. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> so I, I must really like that. Right, seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't have a name. It was um, it was just like a misty day, and I didn't know where to go, so I went to Durham. Um, and I the, you can see the cathedral kind of in the background yeah. with yeah. all the mist. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah, misty day. Yeah, <laughs> misty day. That's good. Like the that. music was um, Jacqueline Dupre yeah. doing the cello concerto in E minor. Oh, but Beth already said that. I'm sorry. I haven't looked in the chat as I was writing. It's all good. Um, okay. So, I guess. Yay. Now it's sharing time. <laughs> Any volunteers? I like my poem a lot. I'm, I'm down. Go ahead, Pam. Oh, okay, Stay this is me first. Yeah, okay, Andy's yeah. Bridge in Durham. This is called Andy's Bridge in Durham. Okay. The troll is under the bridge, and there is no king in the castle. The giant fell from the clouds, smashing the golden egg. The vast winterscape of your heart eaves heavy with snow. Blind to the forest beyond, the leaves died long ago. I can beg for springtime, what price will I not pay? Traverse the bridge with a toll, 
to bask in the sunshine of your gaze. Only your smile can lift the gray and the darkness of my every day. Thank you. I felt like that was a sonnet. It looked like it was like an English sonnet I had to write. So there we go. <laughs> was it actually? I remember once I saw you take like phrases or words from five audience members and type a sonnet on your typewriter, like yeah. right on the at the moment uh, yeah. in your underwear. In my head. Well, that's what I used to do for money. Uh, that's how I put myself through graduate school was uh, I take my typewriter out in the Civic Center and type poems, a dollar to question mark. And sometimes nice people would give me like a 20 and, and I'd perform it. And I, it's just, you know, you just you just write them. It was fun. It was fun. But yeah, I do enjoy being naked as well, too. All right. Yay. <laughs> All right. Who else? Raise your hand. Okay, the first person I saw was John. His, oh. I don't know because he's in my. Okay, all right. Oh. I'll go ahead. Um, dressed go on, in sorry. period costume, Ellen Bates and Glenda Jackson, her hands in a muff, cross the muddy river. The sky, gray as D.H. Lawrence's beard. The stone bridge grimy as Victorian morals. <laughs> you know, what, what, was, what was that nice. movie, Wives and Lovers? I think it was Wives and Lovers, wasn't it, with Alan Bates and Glenda Jackson and, uh, I don't know, he's back from like the late 60s and stuff. It's the thing that Sons of Lovers? Sons Sorry? Of, the thing that was on P PBS, Sons of Lovers? Yeah, I don't know. It was, you know, it was, it was, was a... It it was a the one yeah, it was a D.H. Lawrence that they, they, yeah, they turned <laughs> My dad always used to make fun of my mom when they watched that because of the whole Irish mother syndrome. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, it apparently it only happens with the Irish mothers and their sons, so what the fuck do I know? Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, so who else wants to go? I have gallery on now, so. Okay, Diliana, did I say that correctly? You have the power to unmute yourself, darling. <laughs> Thank you very much. I have the power. Yeah. Um, I have the power. Okay, uh, here it goes. Birds unburdened, seagulls gulling, hopscotch hopping. I run the cracks between the words and waterways with my migraine. Mm -hmm. My brain crushing, pulsing, swelling, electric fog. I crossed the bridge when it came to me. Eyes closed, I hum the cello of silence ebbing and falling under the arcs of the clouds, moderately running my fingers through the feathers of stone and civilization. Mm. Meandering into the taciturn, I feel. Um, okay, hands again. I have like, Christine? I was trying to tell you I was you were yeah. muted when I was muted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The mute leading the mute. <laughs> we're both muted. Uh, it's very rough anyway. Castle in the mist, toes in the water, eyes in the sky. Listening to the ancient bells of God's house nearby. 
Under the ramparts, grey mirrored reflections in still waters beneath, the only movement, the birds wing and silver sky. Mm. These are lovely. <laughs> like, what is going on? Okay, anyways, I just think these all are really lovely. Anybody else have a hand? Beth? I've eaten under that bridge. Mm -hmm. So this is a poem rooted in my, this is something writing rooted in my memory. Down among the seagulls, I was once a girl who went for dinner in a gang going out, eating in the cheap seats, watching over water as the weeks flowed by. Only now I see perspective how low down we were, overshadowed by an island claimed by pilgrims folded in the river crease. But now, mm. but I have walked those paths and bridges wearing out my shoes. Mm. When I was a very small bees, but a lot younger than I am now, my husband, my now husband lived in Durham for a year. And it used to be that building underneath, there's a restaurant and it used to be like Bella Italia or it, something. Yeah, it was a Bella Italia. I don't think it's still is, but it still is. Years and years and years. And of course, my they were all students. I was not at college then, but my well, my friend my friend was at college there. So it was a cheap place to eat because they, mm -hmm. did, they did an NUS discount. <laughs> you used to go and eat in the bottom, right in the bottom, in the like a conservatory bit downstairs. Is it is it Riverside Kitchen now? Because I was just looking it up on a map. I don't know. I've not. I've not been there for ages, to be honest. Yeah. No, it's far too long since I was in Durham. It's not a one of my favourite places on earth. Cool. So I think are we done with? Is it? Hang on. I can't see everyone's face. So no. AJ wants to go. So yeah. This, this is kind of um, also can. So I'm trying a different microphone setup. Um, so if anyone notices anything about the audio or how this is coming through or anything like that, um, like maybe put a note in the chat or something. Um, yeah. Okay. So this this is still this isn't really finished, but um, there's there's a lot of stuff about that actual area in this. So I thought um, there's. It probably helps to know that the last two words of the first line um, in this poem is the name of a pub um, very close to that bridge. <laughs> Walking past the fighting cocks, the day they cut the cancer out of you, I looked at the spires and asked myself if Cromwell quartered horses here, or was that somewhere else? a different set of consecrated flagstones stained by dung. I didn't know the cocks, wanted to drink somewhere I knew would be bland enough to blend into. A poster on the wall read poets, but only as an acronym. <laughs> it's, it's an acronym. It's an acronym for piss off early tomorrow's Saturday. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know. <laughs> um, so. 
I knew straight away it was going to be the fighting cocks as well. Yeah. Like, I, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Natalie wants to go. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Actually, uh, just an aside before I start. My dad, I'm, I'm Australian, but my dad is from Lincolnshire, but he went to college in Durham. So oh. it's really lovely to have that as a prompt this evening. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I hope I can read my writing for you. <laughs> From the cascade of her losses locking together, thorns entangled and thoughts embalmed, tears tearing open on the rain of thoughts she could no longer control her thoughts, disturbed by the squawking calling of seagulls, unwilling to share the catch of the fish just of the fish just glimmering the surface. Surface untouched except for the construction from the humans above and the still stream. She wondered if someone were to walk and kneel by the water, would they feel as alone as her staring back at her own reflection? I love that. Okay, so anyone else? Got a poem? Got a poem? Poem? I like to call it P-O-M-E. Um, okay, well, so in that case, um, I will move on to the open mic portion. Um, I'm going to step back, and Andy is going to be the host for the open mic. I'll still be here, but um, I will be observing i guess i don't know anyways right, and but first i want to make an announcement that we have been brainstorming a lot i we talked about it the last time and um so we've decided to throw feelers out there and um try to start up what we're going to call the scratch poetry night and so what that means is um i have done scratch theater before um, where basically what you do as an author is if you have stuff that you're working on and that you want audience feedback on, but not really workshop feedback as those of us who've been in various creative writing pro programs know it. Instead, it's sort of like directed feedback. So for instance, one of the scratch theater things I did behind me is uh, the questions that I asked of the audience. And as you can see, all those little post-it notes were audience members writing on various post-it notes, answering the questions. So it's only if you have stuff that's kind of performance ready, I guess is what I would say, or like submittable if you haven't submitted something and you want like, but it's definitely like audience feedback, directed audience feedback. You will ask questions. Um, the rules will be pretty laid out. So we're thinking of having a group of say five writers that we would do one night, um, I guess, as soon as we get the five writers to sign up and you would definitely have to commit to working with, to like, work, not workshopping, but scratching, I guess I'm gonna coin that term, scratching the other people's material. 
Um, and then of course, everyone like Scratch Theater, an audience is totally encouraged if you're interested in helping writers um, grow their work to steal a term from idiot corporate America. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so we're going to start that. I will be sending out an email about that via the Choose Poetry, Choose Life um, email marketing function. And But anyways, if you're here, so do let me know if you're interested in doing such a project. So yeah, so we're going to be doing a scratch night. Um, so that's that. And now I'm going to, if, I don't know, do, do you think, Pam, Andy, do you think I need, do I forget anything about that? No, hey, it's uh, not, a, it's, it, it's, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> what did I need growing to Growing our work. So anyway, so that's, pardon? Grow the work, sing the songs. Grow the work. Um. So yeah, so that, so now I'm going to hand it over to Andy Talbot, who is dr drinking what looks like a very tasty beer. Do you drink Newcastle in Newcastle, or is that like not cool? Oh <laughs> is that like foreboding? You have to drink Corona in Newcastle or something? Oops, you're muted now. He's on mute. The only crap beer they have here is Bud Light. Like they don't have High Life, they don't have PBR. It's only Bud Light. Or and Coor well, actually, in Belfast they had Coors Light, which was even worse. That's gross. Anyway, sorry. Andy, are you unmuted? Andy's muted still. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't letting me unmute. So I don't know why. I think Erin, you said it did the same to you before. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is uh, this is rosé cider, by the way. For some reason, I don't know why. Um, yeah, I, I barely drank this year, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, anyway. We're gonna crack on. So the list, I just sort of made it up from the names that was in the chat. Yeah, uh, so the first on the list is John. Okay, I'm on everything. Um, here's a poem called uh, Tipping Point. Pick up trucks and crotchless panties, SUVs with nipple rings, trees waving frantic branches, mint juleps for the polar bears, termites, arrowheads, high fructose corn syrup, America chases stale bagels, a future of fry bread and Frito pie, high octane egos, the mastodons of all that wasted talent, integral calculus, greeting Walmart shoppers, equations scribbled in the dust, fusion reactors tossed out with burger wrappers, labs inhabited only by fleas. What does it matter if we could squeeze a star into a gnat's belly? The ninth circle of hell already fits the president's pocket. Um, here's one you might have heard yesterday, a few of you, called Poster on the Edge of Forever. 
The gas giant planet's orange glow illuminates marshmallow trees outside my window. Hydrogen-filled balloon sharks gather in the clouds and wait to ambush unsuspecting campers. Some may contain sulfites as a preservative. My Farrah Fawcett poster's edges curl with age. After all these years, I still long to feel those huge white teeth sink into my delicate flesh. The smell of cigarette smoke reminds me of Dieter and the cement shack we shared in Ecuador's central highlands so far from the M33 galaxy. We moved there from a small Kansas farming community after mother died, and Farah, much younger than, adorned the wall next to the window that looked out on banana trees dusted with methane ice and frozen carbon dioxide. An old rusted grocery cart lay on its side in the concrete gutter by the railroad tracks. On Tuesdays, the steam locomotive chugged into town, bringing basalt, iron ore, and vials of Ebola virus. Happily drunk on ammonia and organic compounds, Dieter and I lived in the jungle, but when the train derailed, I arrived first on the scene forced open the baggage car's door and found thousands of headless barbies, vultures fed on carrion and screech sounding like the crash of the Viking spacecraft. Trying to forget we feasted on fire and damnation cookies, but it was no good. Dieter's red lipstick smudged the coffee cup rings and the rainwater tasted of dust. He complained about Farrah's eyeliner. Look at yourself in the mirror, he screamed. Mirror, she scoffed. I navigate by echolocation. What use do I have of mirrors? I'll see, I'll give you one. There's a lot of background noise here. There we go, it should be better. Thanks, okay. The gravity of death, something charming and light. I grew up in flat space-time, happy in my ignorance until Einstein bent the clocks and released the gremlin of death. My mother falls toward that black hole. Dementia redshifts her words to unintelligibility. With the latest stroke, she crosses the Schwarzschild radius and appears frozen in time, her eyes locked, closed, mouth set in a grimace. The hospice nurse scribbles a Penrose diagram on back of a prescription pad to explain that even though my mother can't respond, she can hear me. She felt nothing crossing the event horizon, so I'll read her stories until she reaches gravity so violent it will rip the atoms from her life. Thank you. Thank you, John. Awesome. Uh, okay, so next up, we're going to go to Lisa. Hello, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yep. Great. Um, I have um, three just 
quick poems to read to you, but um, what's kind of interesting is the first two are um, about the same event, but they were written a year separated. Um, so the first poem I'm gonna read is, watch him stand behind you in dirty reflection at Gonville and Keyes College. Love is found where the flowers bloom, not where the tetanus festers. Those rusty nails embrace wood. Down in the dirt, you confuse them. In the air, wafting through the honeysuckle scent, a released gift, a sneeze. We embrace in these flower beds where the roaches dig and crawl, he is comfortable finding these places private and sacred. You're lost in the glare, his arms wrapped around your stomach. Naked, you mir mirror truth under fluorescent light in a cluttered room. Um, and the um, second poem I'm gonna read is about that same event, um, but it's titled A Mosquito is Absent and it can actually be found in in parentheses, winter 2021, volume six, issue three. I had two poems published in that issue, so I definitely recommend that you purchase a copy and let me know what you think. Um, so here's The Mosquito is, is Absent. Your sheets and blanket are white, how lucky as you menstruate. You, re you recall your blood gushing onto the white Cambridge towels from careful shaving a mishap. What did the housekeepers think? They assure you they have seen worse. You look in the mirror and see your face. Will you ever get out those stains on which you place? An endless cesspool, you follow these trails willingly and coerced. Where did that blood go? Dare to seek it. Fall asleep with the lights on. Um, and then I'm just gonna end on a really short um, poem. This is a part of a series I did for Halloween. Um, and it's a bunch of portraits. So this is Portrait as Hamlet. Let's sit by the river and stare at that horizon we can never truly cross. Pluck flowers and their instrumental stems crown you as a prince I am not. My body will never conform. We never come to touch this infinity. I am not a recorder for you to play. I am more than open stops you wish to close. Um, again, my name is Lisa Kropchak. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks for coming, Lisa. Thank you. Um, I've lost the list. Um, uh, as you can tell, I'm a really well-organized human. Um, okay, next we're gonna go to AJ. If I can actually press the right buttons, this is going so well. Yeah, it's not right either. Um, ah, hi. Okay. There we go. Yep. Excellent. Okay, uh, so I'm going to do two poems. Um, the first one is something I've been working on. Um, I uh, read a book recently um, by an author called Elizabeth Sandifer, which is called Neo Reaction, a Basilisk, which is a book which begins 
Um, it's a book of essays, and the opening essay begins with the sentence, let us assume that we are fucked. Um, so a lot of my stuff has been influenced by reading this, so um, it's heading in a slightly odd direction, but this is a poem called uh, There Are Languages. They tell us we are family to mask the thing we really are, like families are only ever good. We are told our every breath is not a concrete cruelty, our every sleep more than a nightly suicide. They calculate your share here to be just the right amount of not enough. There are languages in which child and captive are synonyms. This poem is written in one. And yeah, <laughs> and this is, I wrote this on the, when we were trying to do the thing for the inauguration and there weren't a lot of us sort of in the, in the meetings, so it all kind of um, frazzled, but this is, I wrote this before while I was kind of limbering up to, uh, to do that. So this is, this is a poem about the now ex-president and it's called, his favorite movie was not Citizen Kane. And will you watch Bloodsport on Air Force One now the strains of my way have died down. Will some flunky fast forward the boring bits so you can cut to Van Damme doing the splits and punching that big Chinese dude in the nuts? Will you tell yourself, this is what you have done with your sniping at China, that you have become an American ninja, a Kumite king, a heavyweight champion, Lord of the Ring, like the man Van Damme played, the white ninja, Frank Ducks, who put on a cheap gi and made it all up, who paid for the trophy he said that he won with a face straight as yours when you bragged about grabbing the pussies of bitches you moved on at pageants. What is it with boys like you? Desperate to come off as what you think men are? Was daddy that bad? Were you so poorly served by the models you had that you think we respect you, you ludicrous goon? Well, I never did. And I'm glad that you're gone. And I hope they fumigate Air Force One. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Cheers. Who's next? Okay, next we're gonna go to Christine. Right, I've got uh, three. Um, mine are usually pretty short. Uh, the first one um, comes as a trigger warning. It's about stillbirth. And it's because a friend of mine had a stillborn baby in January, and this is the second sort of poem I've written about this kind of thing. Hot tears ran down my cheeks, filled with anguish and with pain, my hopes shattered, only greyness now remained. The love I carried inside had died before I saw the light of day. My baby, stillborn, in my arms of limpy lay, 
My tears flowed, they could not water him back to life, unlike a print plant he could not revive. I held him close and kissed his brow, and wished and wished that this was not how his birth had been. My son had taken my heart away, and with it all my imagined future days. I would never see him grow tall, or play with friends, or wipe his bloodied knees, or hug him tight, or tell him stories in bed at night. I'd never see him go to school, play football, swim, or ride a bike. All I would have would be packed in a box, a name band, a booty, and one photograph. The first one. Uh, I'll try to vary them so we don't get overwhelmed by that kind of thing. Uh, the second, the second one is actually um, homework I did for a poetry course I'm doing at the moment, and um, I tried to do it just. So, um, the idea was, well, my idea was to link it all to all the various senses that we have, and I've called it "Man, your words do not touch me." Your eyes blinkered, tunnel vision pinning me in a static pose. I am not what you see. Your ears closed in bias blanketed, covering my words. I am not what you hear. Your touch intrusive, your empathy's lack mars my consciousness. I am not how you feel. Your thoughts would time restrain me. I am not what you think. You sniff the air round me with wrinkled nose and brow furred. I am not your bad smell. Your taste buds rigid, line up in disgust. I am not the bitterness you taste. I am answerable to no man. And the last one, I've been thinking about water and written a couple of poems recently uh, about water. One today, one yesterday, and this is yesterday's poem. And it's called Walking in the Fog and the Rain. She walked serenely in the mist and rain, body raised and dogged by her side. Silver ribbons of water streamed past her face as she dreamed, eyes gazing where no one else could see. Once her dog plodded on, bedraggled and wet, her skirt above her shapely ankle darkened by the rain, her slender Arms, one raised, slim fingers lightly holding her brolly aloft, the other with a leash tied to her dog, surrounded by fog broken only by hazy lamp light lit, she continued the way I know not. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Um, so I think what we might do now is maybe take like a 10 minute break and then come back because there's still six more people to go and um, just have like a 10 minute break and then come back at night. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've, I've got, awesome. I've got your name down, but that's, oh yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Sweet.
brief reaction as action about this rendezvous, further started a chatter amongst the two, and perhaps furthering others, as now or in the future, and feedback was not haptic, as in please, and silent for only our locale, though impacted. All right, Mutiny Radio listener, we're going to take a 10-minute break from the amazing poetry. Uh, thanks to Andy Talbot for guest hosting, and Erin Gannon's in the background. She's working today. Uh, but we'll be right back in 10 minutes. Enjoy some Radio Labs, or not Radio Labs, uh, Aqua Q, Radio 11, C3W. Our Markov blanket, where the protections are what is utilized is thus expected, and that continuum of personality towards choice and success provides the free will and energy and a mass in no return is considered a gain in achievement of free energy, and marker blotter front spotter, our wanderer is no more, or and more likened in place to make placements, and what is our solution now? Is to provide for the personal exchanges, these simple notes, of value, to our reputations, with each other, and for the public record of observed successes of a string of exchanges with all the expanse of people to volunteer themselves towards a protocol experiment of the annuity of resinitized sanity, as in the promises they keep for themselves. How and liked. One may ask, are we always communicating with somebody, and what do you mean versioned internet, and XYZ, and this is how we'll work. I type something to do. It pops out towards the network of my choosing, making a brief localized ledger of a transaction with a value of naught. Responses will come in, and people I know, are people I respond to, each time crediting them a digit, and as digits are accepted, a choice to further these thoughts, as well to open comes with a particular digit acceptor, seeing their current path on this topic, as stay or move. Localized stay or move is also the deck, which others see, when behaving as if they want to talk with you. These are your haptics. The please disturb me with activity behavior, which is our pursuit of a desired satisfaction of the evidence of truth, as denoted with a continued not marker of personal threatery. The micropayment is done out for a decrement, and the return goes into the next comp pathway which is ongoing or chosen by simultaneous parties. The versioning of this is simply the agreement of open ideas in the realm of reputation in a well-versed structure of activity. We start with our own license, or a license we've adopted. This is akin to GPL, but as we're utilizing thought and communication, we may want to use a drafted IETFRFC, or wildly available and understandable description of when and why we're utilizing the license. The desire for completeness coupled with the light engineering's abilities for completeness, that is not at all, and so and hence our version starts a naught, as well to denote our intent at the very start of this participation of hash-free energy, and indeed, we should be pleased with our arrangements, in our time as is our time to be with a thought and many or few, and that deck which is palatable, as outstanding to be revisited at the stay or move junctions, or as currency concurrently collides with our participants' desire to be active, and not accumulate wealth, for the conceptualized free energy is always available to us, if we don't seek in an interrupt loop, and so while we're active, the move to branch on the same deck furthers the wealth for others, and the maintenance of the version of our worldly affairs, in a positive activity with others. Dot. This has been the very and quite literally actionable item piecery of gluey OA and microtonic gluconic, licensed to operate a non-slighted full-sided adaptation, 
which is your desire to hold this license on this blockhead blockchain of a network you've been transceiving on. Dear kind and madam, your version of adaptation begins us at the arrival of Nought. This is AquaQ. Now and to be available by radio, boat, and coming soon at you with a very bright headlight, and kind and worribly kind, the end. And speaking of radio, this broadcast is delivered the naturally and in bicarbonate life forms, fizzy and haptic happening. This is Serena, the other other voice of AquaQ, and to deliver these messages are the just about reasoning for you to donate your Louis of Dodge towards the station you're listening to, and that is, mutinaradio.fm, and is available to you now and forever, with your participation in high finance. Venmo Mutiny Radio FM and do kindly write in Radio 11 in the ledger our friends can hear what a great job you're doing to support your ear friendly listerly jest and the 50 minute marker. We do provide some light entertainment music for you to do so this is Radio 11. her middle name. Facts are she wasn't free, but the rest, well you know. It was 12 o'clock and Miranda had just made it back from Ross's CAC's office. His couch salesman had been there during, and they had been planning upgrades and wild things for the double suite that had been her dream home, lying down, for the past seven years. Therapy with a smile, the dentist was next door too, which they would sometimes ask for quick trips through the nitrous phase and giggle just a bit. She poured her purse out over the kitchen counter. Three lipsticks, gum, makeup kit, and a wad of cash she'd make during a quick spin thrift by the guest house Upper West Side on Nirigo evening. $1,200. Couch that she said to herself with that wry grin that she gets a glimpse out of when she walks past her hallway mirror. As she turned up the stereo, the telephone simultaneously rang and the dishwasher kicked off. Good thing the electrics were in order. Free of charge. Hello? Uh, yes, Ms. Miranda, it's Joe from the Morning Gazette. Of course we'll take your letter. We wanted to call and tell you that today's print already went out, and you can pick it up this evening in town. Anything else? She queried, expecting just a bit more news. The boxers won, and high tide is 7pm, and your favorite cat is back around. I put a tin of whiskers out. She's been coming in around 11. Thank you Mr. F. We'll see you again next Thursday Kuzlik. She dropped the phone back on the old-fashioned receiver and popped the dishwasher for her favorite coffee mug. It was orange and blue and went with the sidewalk she'd bought it on in a Berkeley Street sale. 
guy joked it was detachable. He knew where she shopped. Slurp, ding. Her watch. It was time. Her picked up was on time and at the door and in a classy long coat, presented the signal single rose as she whisked up her classy in quotes, dress, off the corner of the couch, and picked up a small gift box from the counter, took the rose, cleaved it, kissed him lightly on the cheek, and they flew out the door with the windows still open, and they drove away in his 1968 modded special to Destination X, marked with a report, as the muffler kicked back and her hair flowed slightly out the passenger window, and she hummed. Welcome to Ariyashu the Vakwa-Q Labs and a peachy place to be. Surely let's start with a story it's fiction and it's the long, running strawberry programming sair, IES, starring Miranda Freedom Glass Ams Glass will be with us in our first episode to discuss her fictai, Unal character role, and to answer your questions about the QO let's begin Ms. Glass how were you introduced to M, R. and the Labs? Well as you know, becoming a fictional heroine is trickier than you know it takes a lot of introductions and going, to fake parties I mean the people are just so fake they're not real, they're actually fictional but they can be great too on paper oh I met some of those in the, ear circles. Okay, and how then did you go from fake parties to tearing up pages in the aisles of bookstores across a, America and Europe? XX sells and so we just started with a jelly sandwich and a newspaper premise and grew it into a full set of characters with a global view and abilities to get from, you know, point A to point B etc and in between the lines so to speak I really think my character grew in the later episodes and Miranda, moi, is really starting to travel and get out of her head a lot and into the roles Q designed for her, me, I mean the characters you know. Great and where do you see Eason 2 going, Miss Miranda? I mean are you going to whisker us all away like the alicatris you claim to be, e at parties, or do you see something more serious coming? Oh no it's never serious even when it is it's always light, even if we're breathing heavy you know it's all good and we just clean up in the end. I.e., okay then here's raising the bar and glass into the next season and wishing Q and you some nice, paper and paper, if you know, and paper, even so more so or less and we can all sit tight and know you're in good hands and we're all G. Lad for the funding to get you into the bookstores this summer and your European tour dates look, juicy and apt, starting off in Berlin, you know which is a great place for your fiction. Well, thank you, and we're all looking forward to the trips upcoming up and what we can do with all of us together, etc. Okay then carry forward, and that was Ms. Miranda Freedom Glass, the heiress to the small pepper pot of clay from the past that has been planted in the gardens of, the West Nile and, of etc., and the voice of Aqua Q will return in this podcast, and future syllogisms etc. will be posted post-haste enjoy, you're listening to M3 on the I, Slav White. Back to choose poetry, choose life. I'm chilling. We're doing jokes. We're doing poems. I get confused. <laughs> we're not always doing jokes here at Mutiny Radio. Sometimes we're doing poetry, and that's what happening today. And we're gonna get right back to it. Yeah. That's 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 what's happening. I don't I don't know if that's the same thing. I'm presuming it's the yeah. I just we are in tea towels. Everybody thinks it's insane. Everybody up with the iron tea towels. <laughs> 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 when, you, when you throw knives one week in five, 
you keep clean gloves in your kitchen. You throw knives? Um, not deliberately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right, okay. Okay, sorry. I... Yeah, that, that, that's much better. They're, they're, they're much deadlier if you just hang on to them. Yeah. I don't think holes in kitchen line open. Yeah, it's like courtesy too in Australia. If you come to the end of your drink that you, you just don't want to finish it. Sometimes you can offer it to your friend, would you like the drink? Oh, before COVID. Again, I re refer this late <laughs> company <laughs> to my previous remark. <laughs> Is Andy back? I'm here. Alright. Yeah, I can't remember what a pub is, so I don't know what anyone's yeah. talking about. <laughs> I think it was something from the before times. Yeah. That's what it's going to be like, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, as long as we save the pig, I really don't care. <laughs> no, I'm not a, not a pub person, but I do want them to not knock down the flying pig in Kingbridge. That would be amazing if they didn't do that. Yeah. I don't know, but like, there's, there'll be places like that all over that are just... It was under threat before COVID, and um, it's I, I, don't, I don't drink, and I struggle... In, in places but the pig mm. is just one of the nicest places on the planet and the people yeah. that run it are amazing and they support yeah. poets oh, so we love poets. them yes yeah that always helps a really nice pub should be good whether or not you actually drink i think you know it should just be exactly like exactly yeah. that they yeah. do a nice range of soft drinks and um really nice crisps <laughs> <laughs> Which, when you're a, like... a, sweat, a sweaty performing poet, is quite good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but they know they sell a local, like a they grow a lot of potatoes around here, so they sell a local, like a local brand. Oh, nice, cool. nice, oh. nice, nice ones that taste like roast potato. Yeah, like seriously, with roast and stuff in or anything or espresso drinks. Uh... I could write an ode about potatoes quite easily. <laughs> <laughs> most of my most of my diet revolves around potatoes. If you can't eat wheat, you're a bit you're like, what oh, can I yeah. eat? Potatoes. <laughs> All right, back. Beth, are you just about ready? Or oh, did I say I was going before you? Or did I say you were going first? Oh, you muted. Oh, no. Hmm. She's talking to herself. Bless her. Oh, no. Oh, no, Beth. How is, how is she how is she wound up muted? I don't know. How, how What? You were muted for all that. It wasn't? Nothing, nothing yeah. was coming coming through. No. I have no idea. That wasn't me. Do no, you want wasn't to, me. Do you want to go ahead of me, Andy, or... Yeah, I can do. I've got stuff here. Um, All right, that's the second one of the night. There we go. Cool. Um, mm, mm, I tell you what, someone else can go, and then I'll go because I, I haven't read in ages, so. I'm ready. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's. Um. So, in the spirit of new shit. 
I have some new things for you. Um, the first one is uh, univocalism. I've never written one of these before, but we're challenged in, in one of my writing places to do this a couple of weeks ago. Um, it needs a better title. If the title was univocal as well, that would be amazing. But um, again, it's a little bit different to some of what you hear me read. And, um, but I kind of saw what I thought I could do, so I thought I'd have a go. As palms waft, a man and ass walk past. Add a gang's angry wrath and a man hangs. An ally falls as stars pass. At a blank day, a hard way. At dawn dark, a crag parts and a man stands. Hand marks an apt flashback. A lady walks a path, haggard and hard. Marks crag gash and that slab was blank. Lady bawls, sad and angry, my man has drawn away. Walks back past. Grey masks. A man calls. Mary. Mary starts, halts flat, aghast. Can that man that was past stand? Mary asks, Abba's man? Man says, aye, and stays and plants plans. Mary, ran away glad, acts as a waymark, fast as any can, carry a plan back by as many sad pals as can wash. May an adamant Sabbath carry a calm psalm as man and Mary stand, hands apart at dawn's half dark. Happy day, Maranatha. But if you can come up with a univocal title that's better than an Alpha Dawn, which sounds like an Andy McNabb novel, I would be really <laughs> grateful because it's been driving me mad for a fortnight. Um, the second thing I'm uh, reading is something that I wrote in the other place that I write in. Um, we follow some prompts from an Insta account called Silverleaf Poetry and very conveniently, given that our writing is on a Sunday, they have a competition on a Sunday and we nick their prompts. But they're, they're a bit uh, emo, but they're usually really good. And so this Sunday's prompts was, I am a museum, I am a museum of things I want to forget. Woken by a shattering, I am enclosed a moment until the cold creeps in. I'm a museum of things I want to forget. And at 5 a.m., all the artifacts break out, dancing and chanting, calling my name. I turn and tuck in, hoping for respite, the warm embrace of sleep. Instead, I'm rolling into memory's icy grip. All the things I've second guessed are tapping on the glass, no longer on display as evidence of sound decisions, but rioting, shouting, what if? Why did you? How can you still? A crowd of tiny chips from things digging in my skin and getting under once again. The things I did misguided, the secrets that I keep. Everything I stood and shouted at and ignored, everyone I asked out, shut down and implored. I walk around as it seems I can do little else, waiting for the chaos to subside, regroup close the doors and lock the boxes, sweep the mess away. If I wait, the bedlam might let me head down, 
bed down, be seduced by torpor's trance, and I might yet forget. And if you want, I have something very silly about an arsonist and ice cream. Yes. Oh, I definitely, yeah, I want to hear this one. <laughs> did I send you the recording in the week? This is utter, utter ridiculousness from from uh, the Monday Morning uh, Right Club this week. Um, we had to connect two objects, and the objects were an arsonist and ice cream. Apologies to anybody listening called Alan. Alan is an arsonist. And Alan likes to cook. He's not much good with recipes. He burns all the books. So he sets fire to all the books. He can't resist the orange, red flames and the blue. He likes to make desserts, apple crumble, custard too. One day he decides baked Alaska's on the menu. Meringue shell filled with nice ice cream will be ace if he remembers not to torch the entire thing. That would be a disaster. He didn't though. And now Alan... Is concussed by falling plaster. <laughs> um, okay, I think I'll go next if that's if that's all right. Um, the first one I'm going to do is on the phone, so I'll have to turn the camera off and then find it. I literally wrote this this afternoon. So it's probably more than likely unfinished. Um, but Beth mentioned something about, uh, I can't remember exactly because my memory is terrible. Um, a museum of things I want to forget, I think. Um, I can't see your faces. But yeah, anyway, this is similar, I guess. Uh, it's called nostalgia. I'm nostalgic for those brief moments we had between the fights and the silence that probably weren't as brief as I recall them being, but it hurts less if I remember it this way. The good times were good and sometimes they were great. Like the night in the house with the tent and the balls. Don't ask. The bad times were bad and some of the lowest moments in my life, like the night with the broken windshield or waking up in the bath fully clothed or the night you literally got so drunk you couldn't stand up. But mostly times were silent either went by too fast or too slow, but always without appreciation. I'm sure we did the best we could, though I know we didn't. But it hurts less if I remember it this way. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I didn't, right? Listen to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, next one is... This one, oh, this one's just like a silly thing that I actually, yeah, I wrote the other week. It's always the boyfriend hoodie or I sleep in his t-shirts. Never check out my arse in her skirt or her dress looks so good on me. And I wish that would change because my arse is great, especially in that dress she has, the one with the flowers on it. And I only have one pair of boy jeans that really show it off. And that's it. That's like a little, that's a little silly joke. But it's true. Those jeans really do look really awkward. Not these jeans, but yeah. Um, and then this other one is, um, so this is, I always do a ramble. 
Um, so this is a poem about sort of creating art, but not really creating art. Um, it's about writer's block, but not really. Um, think about those notes that we make, but never really develop and ideas that come and go or are forgotten before we get them down or having so many things on the go that so many works in progress that they aren't really progressing. Anyway, it goes like this. I'm tired of starting things that I can't finish. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> oh, work. Thanks a lot for that. And that's me doing. I didn't know if that was going to work because I kind of fucked up a bit, but yeah. Sweet. That's me. Um, so next, we're going to go to um, Natalie. Yeah, okay. Sweet. Um, I've got three pieces. They're quite short, generally. Um, I'll start with one that I wrote off a writing prompt on Instagram. But uh, it's really unlike my style. It's very short. Um, the theme was caramel. Caramel lies, delectable, prequel truth promises, hearts tampered in hope, insatiable appetites baited until the spill of the molten syrup tears the tongue. Liquefied stories smolder the taste buds of a lady in waiting, honeyed craters laid bare for the next trickle of treats. So that was that one. <laughs> and then uh, this one I wrote a while ago, but it's really nice to be able to practice them because, you know, I read them out once, you know, a year or two ago before COVID, and then you never revisit them. So it's really nice to be able to do that with a different one. This one's called Articulation. Impossible to articulate what my eyes hide. The force of your sly laugh hardens my inner shy ability to extrapolate to you quite clearly as I lose the words so severely in my abrupt turns, testing the tip of my trepidous tongue. My freedom, though, transgresses to this piece of paper, a piece of mind to pace the greater good of my heart where souls of words escape the shadows dragged from their hold. A burst of beat stroke down on this blank sheet, these forced constructs of lines I use to my benefit. Longing surrenders in my promenade where the magpies warble and the dogs bark. Shallow roots of the tumbleweed threaten to dislodge and roll, shape shift, hemisphere. Granite rocks connect the path of culture shocks and smooth over under the ocean's tidal motion. Branches lay traction and I stumble in grace, paradoxical. Fumble, my fob unburdens the masquerade, fumble unco uncoordinated fools the stable. Liberty watches me quietly from behind. That one. 
<laughs> Thanks. Um, and this last one I wrote uh, as I um, was working as a, like a, a camp teacher, an English camp teacher. And I used to teach you students and in the, in the break, some, some wouldn't like to take a break. They'd prefer to stay in the class. Um, and, and this poem came from that. Uh, it's called, So I Said to My Little Ones. So I said to my little ones, you're safe with me. Because what I saw in the break was a look on her face. Brash red lipstick smeared on her cheeks in circular forms, rings smudged in an attempt to look like blush, an adverse impression to the intended look of modesty, a maid in waiting. For what? Indicating a hushed manic desperation passed down through generations. A prepubescent forward thrush before her time, she's been rushed into adolescence. Wisdom she passes in hope, future determined outside her control. All she wants is to be held. Tenderness is barricaded behind society's walls. Love layered expectations laid down the foundation of plagued obligations of indeterminate expressive demands. Her game involves an invisible friend who is the center of her world. Kind she is to her friend. Inclusive, soft giggles send shivers down my spine. The sweet smile she gives to her friend reveals tight teeth like a zip, clasping sinister secrets, gasping in the dark inside her innocent game. Yeah, that was those there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that last one, I, I love the rhythm of the last one. That was awesome. That was okay, so good. thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for letting um, me read. All good. Um, okay, so next we're going to go to Laura Jane. Hello again. I was here last week. Um, I'm back again. Well, last time. Sorry. It's been, it's been a long day at work. Um, and I thought I'd read you something about work because it's all that's on my mind. If everyone remembers, I I'm the angry lefty gypsy girl from the <laughs> back of the yard. <laughs> so this is called Tibers in the Moonlight. I've coughed up the yard. I rest splinted and knuckled free and there, Bobbing on the dark ink of a landing sea, I spy a humpback whale, the sliver of a dolphin. Buttons, zips, pockets of paper, nothing to the glow. It's quiet here. Industrious is no longer the word. They slump heavily, breathing low and staggered, writhing imperceptible. Muggy air ballooning in the shoulders. Tomorrow I become one with their weight. Tonight, I am content to reach out and find nothing but stars. Thank you. Um, this is uh, one that uh, 
was published in the Beyond Queer Words anthology. I'm not sure whether I've done this, but it always bears repeating because I never shut up about being bi. So this is very on brand for me. It's called Bisexual. Life's an ordinary, life's a slog, flat tea in Skyline. But it's your life, the city living bisexual, all things salacious and subtextual, you pause. Shift your heart from heart to heart because it's easy an outsider looking in to see you think of men as prey and girls as your solitary fuck toy. But when your heart's from heart to heart, it breaks and you fall without even so much as a kiss and you cry when she goes cosmopolitan, moves in with some girl across the way and it makes swapping the cup for the Mersey not such a bad idea after all. You tremble like those romance novels when you hold a hand, you drown yourself in drink and sweet, ineffectual nothings. He drinks you in and puts his hands on you. You don't know how to say no, just like you didn't know how to say goodbye. Life's a lonely, life's a bitch, sharp teeth and sharp hands, but it's your life, the weary and tired bisexual, all words ignored and ineffectual. Thank you. And I'm just going to finish with one that was recently published in uh, Birmingham based scene, uh, Midlands based scene, uh, This and That. And uh, they wanted sadness, madness, and radicalism. So I did one on budget cuts because I like to complain. <laughs> uh, for context, I used to be a phlebotomist in a research and development lab in the NHS before my budget was cut, before I even got my first paycheck. So. <laughs> Rubbing is called cut. Rubbing alcohol from a hospital as a particular scent. I think of it often, used it so often. I often wake up feeling a cloying presence. I check the centrifuge, answered calls. Heard my voice change from a squeak into an assertion. Learned the needle, took blood from my own father. He smiled like it was painless, like this was something I could do forever and cut. It's like squeezing blood from a stone, she said. I liked her for a therapist. She had kind eyes. We started small, I thought I knew it all. She coaxed and she broke and she tended until one day I found a voice to talk about what happened. And I thought this was the first day of the rest of my life that this journey could go on just a little longer and cut. The problem, they say, is that you eventually run out of other people's money. I'm lucky to be alive when so many are not and they have blood on their hands and it each starts the cut, cut, Cut. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, so uh, next we're gonna go to Diliana and then we're gonna go to Carolyn. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks uh, for coming. It's really nice to be here again. Um, I was wondering what to read. I had a, actually, I had a quite a heavy piece, but I have a migraine. So um, I'm going to not do that. So sorry. So I'm, instead, I'm going, because I, I, I heard that a lot of people were reading poems that they wrote on, based on writing prompts. 
and because I'm, I'm a part of a writing circle, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to go to those ones because they are uh, a little bit, um, a little bit lighter, I guess. Uh, so this first one is, was based on a prompt, which was um, conversation, uh, or I just wanted to say, I don't know if this really happened. I don't know if it was just a dream, a daydream, or a moment of quiet between the heartbeats where the self lands within the skin, stolen from the bizarre cacophony of the world. But she was there, an angel, smiling and waiting for me in the lines between the times she looked at me. And her skin was layers of poetry and softness of pain and wrinkles of living and russet I cannot explain, and I had to. I just... And the chasm between us spoke not in words, but in worlds. I just need to. In the age and the language barriers crumbled in womanhood, I have to ask. And the souls that stretched spilled silence from her humming wind, Maya, please, I just have to ask. Am I a poet? Thank you. Uh, this was about Maya Angelou. I, I think that's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's quite, that's quite, I don't have to explain that one. Um, the second one, the, the, the prompt was, I am. I am, I am my own language. I am the warmth inside the pile of snow. I am my own teacher. I am the roots and embracing under the still signaling danger and preserving water. I am my own home. I am the crowns of trees shying away from each other, giving space. I am my own parent. I am the winds of the planet that blew the sands of Sahara to the Arctic Circle today. I am the sand of the desert and the snow of the north, the thoughts of the planet touching. I am the barriers falling. I am. Thank you. And the last one, uh, so the prompt was like, imagine a pool of things that you want to happen or you wish for, for your life or something like that. Counting sand with the soles of my feet, I stumble and fall in the air into the fractured balance in my fingers fine and draw thick brown forest soil breathing. I pour my tired soul out and follow its flickering fairy fire, dancing and lamenting through the trees and branches and streams and sunlight humming an ocarina tune, hugging the sadness away. In the middle of the clearing ahead, over the ground, hangs a giant emerald liquid glistening drop of, wait, huh? What? How does it do that? Is that water? Is there no gravity there? How is it suspended all the way up? Is it possible to breathe inside or can only fish survive? But then how do they swim without gravity? I walk around it, but my mind does not. It is stuck in one-dimensional disbelief. I think that it's hope. I've seen it. I know that it exists. I can see it in front of me, but I don't get it. And to me, it is just magic. And just like magic and vacuum and zero-G, it is hard, hard to grasp and imagine. And yet, it is right there. Right there. Thank you very much for having me. Cheers.
Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened there. Also, I don't know why I went in. So I was talking about like who's next and stuff, and then I realized I was muted, and I went into the participants to try and unmute myself that way instead of down the bottom of the screen. No idea what that was about. Uh, yeah, so next is Carolyn, and then we're going to go to Pam, who isn't doing pottery, is going to do a song, which I am ridiculously excited for. Uh, so yeah, Carolyn is next. How the fuck did I mute myself there, by the way? Seriously. Weird. Okay, hi, everybody. Um, so I'm going to read um, the last time I was here, I start. You might have heard this first bit already, but I've kind of expanded upon it. Um, and so it's just one, one piece, but it's quite long, but bear with me. It's called In My Waking Dream I. In my fantasies, I'm a naked bird flying high in the sky. And I can't even imagine what those metal planes my grandfather told me about must have looked like. In my waking dream, I'm sleeping in a nest made of hangers. In my nightmares, the hangers come alive. In my fantasies, I'm a naked whale snacking on plankton, a gentle plankton-guzzling giant of the sea, and I can't even imagine what those great big ship things must have looked like, all that steel and smoke and oil, and I just can't imagine. In my waking dream, I'm swimming beside my young daughter. In my nightmares, she's caught in a fisherman's net, fighting to be free. And she just can't imagine what it's like to be free. In my wildest fantasy, I'm a naked cow, and I'm skipping across the field. And you just can't imagine what a skipping cow looks like. You just can't imagine. In your waking dream, you are a calf skipping beside your mother, but your mother, who isn't skipping, isn't there. In my wildest waking fantasy, there is no such thing as bacon. And you laugh because you just can't imagine there's no such thing as bacon. You just can't imagine. In my wildest fantasy, people like me are not naked because we're not in fact here. In my nightmares too, people like me no longer exist. And you just can't imagine you. You take a walk out of your front door, down your residential street into a tree-lined country road and come upon a dairy farm. A sign above the name of the, name of the farm indicates that its cows produce milk for one of the large popular brands that you can find in one of your large popular brand supermarkets. And you look in and you see a JCB digger in the yard. And you look again and you see a cow in the jaw of the digger. And you look a third and final time. And then you walk on because past the dairy farm with the cow in the jaw of a JCB digger. And this is neither a fantasy nor a waking dream. But you laugh because you could never imagine seeing a cow in the jaw of a JCB digger. You could never imagine until now. And now you wonder, where do cows belong? Because you feel certain that cows don't belong in the jaw of a JCB digger. And you're convinced cows don't belong in the mouths of cats. 
and though cows in the street of Delhi are afforded some respect, you're just not entirely sure that's where they belong. And now you wonder, since you're on the subject, where do pigs belong? Oh, I know, you just can't imagine a world without bacon. You just can't imagine. And I agree entirely, all the corn substitutes are probably just as cancerous as processed meats, but I just can't imagine that pigs belong behind metal bars. I just can't imagine. And you, you just can't imagine where your bacon is from. You just can't imagine. I don't want to turn this into a poem and I don't want this to be a protest song and it's not a well-researched piece of journalism, but all the same, I just wonder, where do cows belong? Poor cow, cow sad, cow poor, poor cow, fat cow, old cow, smelly old cow, stupid cow, mother cow, child cow, baby cow, hungry cow, walking in a line with other cows, cow, attached to metal pumps, cow, pump daily, cow, fist foot once a year, cow, poor cow, poor old cow, stupid smelly cow, cow chewing grass, cow milk daily, cow fucked once a year, cow impregnated with fine bull semen, mooing cow, lonely cow, cow moos, cow says moo, cow goes birth, mother cow, mother cows, mother cow licks baby cow clean, baby cow, cow not there, attached to metal pumps, cow, cow gone, there is no goodbye, poor cow, Buddha cow, sacred cow, cattle cow, dairy cow, cow sad, poor cow, fat cow, old cow, smelly old stupid cow, there is no goodbye, goodbye cow, attached to metal pumps cow, and I'm dreaming of wire hangers flying across the sky in a perfect V-shaped formation. What sound do these hangers make? A bird with two heads, one beaked, the other a simple wire curve. The wings are hollow like a Dyson fan and in spite of their rigid frame are surprisingly flexible. The chimera lands on the windowsill of the farmer's wife's window. She's boiling the tongue of a poor cow the tongue of a cow ripped from its jaw. In the beak of the bird are all the dead goldfish of your childhood. They trail like the ribbons of a kite from its beak as it flies to its nest made of dead hangers. Skip. Cow skips, cow farts, cow receives the semen of a prized bull. Cow says, fuck this. Cow takes a walk out of the barn, out of the farm, onto a residential street, into a city, cow just can't imagine. Cow just can't imagine there's a world like this. Cow walks, she will learn to skip later, but it all takes time. Sorry, I skipped ahead in the last stanza. Cow keeps walking, the grass is gray and hard here. She's feeling hungry and you, who are calf, walk beside her. And you, who are cow's child, walk beside her. Calf and cow, walk into a car park and through the doors of a popular brand supermarket. Cow and calf, you, wonder why there are so many farmers here and so few cows. You cry, you're hungry, mother knows this cry, knows you're hungry, cow stops to let you feed. Cow nurse, cow tender, cow, cow stops in the middle of the dairy aisle and lets calf feed and you wonder, do cows belong in supermarkets? You, calf, drink your milk and stare at cartoon cows and cartons, but you don't know what a carton or a cartoon is. And I'm dreaming in the sea and the whale is coming towards me. In my fantasy, I'm the whale, but this is the nightmare where I am plankton. Am I microplastic? It's so hard to tell these days. You, calf, you smell a smell you're familiar with. It is cold, metallic. It smells like home. Is this where calf belongs? In a supermarket aisle, crying to his mother for milk? 
And what about your mother? She pushes her trolley, you cry, you're hungry, you bite down on metal, she pushes on, buys flora buttery and quiche and orkney matured cheddar, she buys bacon and white morning rolls. And if you and your mother had arrived five minutes earlier, you might have crossed paths. But you just can't imagine meeting a cow and her calf in the supermarket. You just can't imagine you. That's it. <laughs> Uh, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> I'm never eating that a was... cow again. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love bacon. Okay, fam. Over to you. All right. Okay, so I actually have, actually, have, well, one of them, it, this song isn't really written yet, but it's almost done. But it's a rap song about masks. I don't know if you guys, you guys are all wearing masks. Everyone's wearing masks these days. Uh, so this this is a dance song or a rap song called uh, I Like How That Mask Makes Your Ears Look Floppy. Okay. I tried to be real inclusive. I sort of have like the chorus. Anyways, I'm working on it. We'll see if you guys think it's funny. Okay. G, G wait. G, him, her, they. Everybody got to wear a mask today. I like the way that your ear, wait, I like how that mask makes your ears look floppy, baby. I like that mask. Cowboy, doctor, welder, robber. I like that mask, baby. Plastic, cloth, paper, rubber. You gotta wear that mask. She, us, we, they. Everybody gotta wear a mask today. I like the way that you, I like the way that mask makes your ears look floppy, baby. I like that mask. Anyways, that's a new, I'm trying to work on a rap song about floppy ears because I think it's very funny. Everybody's ears look floppy and weird <laughs> in the mask. And it's fine. I mean, everyone sees them. Okay. It's the future. Future's now. Okay. So then I wrote this, I wrote this country song and I feel like it's romantic and I like it and I can plunk it out on piano, but I'm not, I need someone to play guitar behind it or whatever. Okay. But it's a song and I wrote it and I'm proud of it. And uh, it goes like this. Oh, it's just so heartfelt and stupid. Okay, but it's super, I hope everybody likes country songs. I don't like country songs, but it just, sometimes they come out this way. Okay, I hope Erin's listening. Erin, are you there? Are you still working? She writes songs. Okay. Um, let me get my, let me get my twang on. Uh, if you let me get to know you, I'm sure I could learn to hate you. Who is cold? Who is cold? All of your time, it's no business of mine the heater is off and the windows closed but who is cold so why am i still paying rent at the one bedroom residential apartment in my heart someone please turn off the faucet no one else is gonna stop it because it didn't start it never did start if you let me be around you, I'm sure I could astound you. Your time is gold, but you're so cold. I packed up all these boxes, gonna get back my deposit. The sign says closed apartment sold. My heart is cold. So why am I still paying rent? At the one-bedroom residential apartment in my heart. 
I gotta turn off the faucet. No one else is gonna stop it because it didn't start. It never did start. I kind of have a bridge, but it, I don't have it worked out yet, so I'm not gonna sing it. So I'm gonna go to the last chorus because there's a little change on it. So why am I still paying rent? At this one-bedroom residential apartment in my heart. I've packed up all these boxes. Gotta get back my deposit. How can we be apart if it never did start? Okay, that's my song. Yay! Yay! Four. And that was red for you in your head. Yay! There's some fun that rhymes. That was awesome. Thank you. Yay. That that is genuinely like I'm gonna be at work tomorrow and I'm just gonna that's just gonna be in my head. And I'm just gonna start singing out loud and everyone's gonna be like, what the fuck's that? And I'm gonna be like, well. <laughs> well, we might have similar issues with paying rent in, in the one bedroom apartment. <laughs> it's so expensive. Why am I paying rent here? Yay. Oh, that was brilliant. Um, okay, so Generalissimo came in before that, um, so we're going to go to him, and he's going to read something. Oh, oh, I am. Okay. There was. Oh, there There was an uneven music. Oh, uh, And and Beth Beth Hartley is going to knit me an afghan. How wonderful is that? How presumptuous of me to say something like that. <laughs> okay, hold on one second. Okay. Let's see what we've got for everyone. Here's a haiku with a couple extra syllables. Poets are gardeners planting perennial flowers pollinating the world with words. This is a poem called Flora Seductress. My dearest Atropa Belladonna, your berries are sweet with an edge of tart. I will pick them to make jam to top my toast. Your tiny purplish tulip-shaped flowers look as if they taste like grape soda. I want to candy the tasty petals frosted hummingbird. The jam from your fruit will turn breakfast into a last supper. Your pretty petals will turn my birthday cake into funeral fare. I have been seduced by your sweet appearance and innocent disposition. You may just be the death of me. Side effect of anonymous cactus flowers. I will traverse the desert as an animal not native to its environs. I will attempt to draw water from a cactus for survival's sake. I will respect its ability to perform acupuncture on me against my will. I will hope its fruits and flowers will provide me sustenance. I might find food that will cause me to soar above my body with my spirit animal. And I'm blocking my sky lit only by a winking moon trying to transform itself from seven eighths to Mac the Knight, crooning like Nat King Cole, but my spirit animal guide will graze La Luna with its talon as a reminder to the mischievous Celestial imp, but its role in my is set in stone. Orion's attention. The hunter stalks the evening sky. His belt chokes my sight. 
My life struggles to breathe the fresh, clean winter air that contrasts the world in which I live, tries to remove, to cleanse, to disinfect its grime from my being. Saline secretes from my thoughts, soaks my soul, dries into what used to be like life and is now the sum of my transgressions. The moon uses an electric toothbrush. Lewis Carroll has painted the night with a Cheshire moon, a smile so singularly evil it blinds drivers dare drive in a quake. Airborne black ice, worse than a whiteout. It lights up a sky dotted with only a few stars, lifts a snow cumulus painted with, with quickened strokes of feathers. A smile a mother-in-law would approve of, but a spouse would know means trouble. It rules the firmament, the firmament with fervor, unapologetically. It does not need an eye to wink smack the knife. La Luna swims amongst the celestial population where there is no such thing as overcrowding. Is the moon man or woman possibly transgender? Does it really matter in the grand scheme? It identifies on its passport as androgynous, but every once in a while it gives us a Cheshire smile. Thank you, everyone. And I expect my uh, Afghan within two weeks, Beth. I'll send you a <laughs> few design suggestions. I have some some uh, some things I've already drawn out for you, so. <laughs> um, Carolyn, did you? I know you put it in the chat, but did you? Um, did you put you put a link, didn't you? In I should probably unmute you while I'm just talking at you. Um, sorry. Hi, yeah. yeah. A link for the for the journal. Yes, I did. Yes. yes. Awesome. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything about that, but just in case people oh, weren't yeah. here so last time. This journal. It's um, uh, to examine. Um, it's inviting anybody to write something about women's clothing, um, or clothing that women wear, um, and exploring all the issues around it. So misogyny. Um, or threatened by written word in front of me, you know, all the kind of things that are affected by clothing that women and women's clothing. So the whole thing. Anyway, the link is in the link is in my um in the in the chat um and there's a better explanation there in the <laughs> yeah. Sorry sorry for just putting you on the spot. I just wanted to make sure you got it out there, that's all. Um, um yeah, and it's and de the, there's a submissions are open until March 15th. Um, it's poetry, prose, memoir, whatever you want it to be, visual as well, I mean, you know, whatever. Um, and I hope to um, have that in some kind of form of online publication and then a launch party sometime in April. And I'd love to have awesome. some of you guys' voices in it, yeah. Um. Yes. Yes, oh, high heel shoes. <laughs> hey everybody um i just wanted to quickly make an announcement because it's coming up and i don't think we're gonna have a cpcl before this happens but some of you guys have probably have been there when aj and i have done the adventures of runaway or cougar and runaway lady like that thing where there's a chick on her bike going across the mm. desert. She 
encounters a, a spirit animal in New Mexico, which is a cougar. Anyway, so AJ and I are doing that um, for the for a International Women's Day run by Say It Louder, which is a group that some of you know, Gary Hawkinson, he runs mm. on Facebook. And also, so we're going to do the whole thing. Like, so we've only done excerpts of it, but this you get to hear. So if you can come to it, you'll get to hear the end. I haven't gotten a link from Gary yet, but obviously like I'll share it with everybody on Facebook. But awesomely, um, some of you also may remember Morgan Gear from North Carolina. He was a musical guest one time on CPCL and he is agreed to do the soundtrack for it. So it's going to totally be like, it's gonna have this cool kind of like, like old spaghetti western <laughs> soundtrack that goes with it. Anyway, so we're trying to make it more into a theatrical production. So blah blah blah. Anyways, you should all come to the. Get louder. That's all. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and get there. Um, what day exactly is that? I don't know off the top of my head, and now I feel like a bit of a dick because I don't. And you're muted again. Um. March 7th, okay, sweet. Um, I should be. I think that's a Sunday. Let me see. Oh, right. No, that's fine then. No, it's not. Wait, I've never, I don't know how to work. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. They're going to do the whole thing. It's a little, it's not really long. It's not that long. It's only like 10. I don't know. Is it like 45 minutes maybe, AJ? I don't, I can't. We've been doing a run through. AJ is muted also. Oops, hang on. It's weird that people can't unmute themselves. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. No, I I, I don't, Um, I don't think it came, came in. I, sh I should have timed it. I should have, yeah, so I mean, I was kind of like semi- didn't we record it so we would know from the length but of the there's recording? Part, there's like part of the story about me stabbing the tires and going to jail. Oh, right. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's not, it's good that that's, that's down there though. You know, it's like everything is material. You know, you, you might want to use that in something someday as a, you know, a recording. Yeah, we got to do so, so the recording is like, an hour and a half or something but i think the yeah. whole run of the cougar is like maybe 45 minutes so it's cool that gary's letting us do the whole thing because we've only done excerpts but yeah so where where can we where, where is this happening well, it's a group called say it louder they're on facebook he hasn't given me yeah. the link for the um for the actual event yet but i like i'll send it out like and you know what like i mean yeah like i'll if we're friends on facebook or twitter i'll be like I just I can't make him make a page. He's got a, he's got a couple of other events before. Yes, Gary's a Gary's a good friend, a good friend of mine. He's and he'll he'll be he's got pick he'll have pick a mix before. Yeah. Oh, what happened to Beth there? I don't know. Is that weird? Why does why do people keep getting muted out of? <laughs> and it was weird. What's going on? He wasn't muted, but he was, or he wasn't. He it said he was muted, but he wasn't. Anyways. That's weird. I think Stilly, I think Stilly left, yeah. Yeah, Stilly he left. Yeah. Not even time. Anyways, Beth, sorry. Yeah, no, he, he's got a pick and mix on Friday first before that, so he'll be running, sorting that out. He's got about 
five different pies in the oven as far as poetry events are concerned right now. So oh, he not runs a hummingbird pick, pie, I hope. He runs Pick a Mix in Peterborough, which is an event local to me. Well, there's always so that's Blackboard how pie. I know him, like in real life. Um, and then he's running Say It Louder and... There's a couple well. of... There's, um, Black is the new black. Is yeah, the so that he's got that's a that's a say it louder. Thing so there's as like well. yeah, so I think he's probably yeah. like, um, I don't know what yeah, there's. Yeah, no, he's uh, what's his name is Lustig. I don't know quite what the word is. Um, he it's had many many fingers, many pies. Well, but he's, he's, like, he's a sweet like, he's a sweet guy. He's a sweet guy. Promoing like the next one, like so he doesn't split his markets. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. But he's also he's a right clubber and uh yeah, I know him like in real life. He's a like a natural person and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all zooms. Cool. Okay, sorry, I just wanted to announce that because it's me and AJ. So yay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm excited for the uh, for the for the sketch. The sketch is the wrong word. What's the word we're using? The stretch, stretch, scratch. scratch. I knew it started with an S. Aaron's muted now. I don't the, know the if Aaron's scratch, on mute or whether it's just the oh, fucking. I'm not. I'm not muted. Zoom. No, Aaron. Darn you. Aaron's stuck. Uh, well, thank you all. Thanks for indulging me with my my silly new song. It's been in my head too, and I. I need to, Damn, I need to learn I how to know, play. Hey. I think chords to it. I just it's need really to learn good. how to play guitar or like a ukulele. Because I can Probably. play it on piano, but it doesn't sound right on oh. piano because it's a country song. Yeah. You know, nothing matches a country song on a theremin, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that well, you know, note, now, Christine. <laughs> I'm lucky that I made, it, I made it in time to hear your song. Oh, you always show me a new dimension that makes me fall in love with you more every oh, time. Oh, thanks, Generalissimo. That's very, that's very <laughs> kind. Yeah, I'm I'm, they're I'm all. Sorry, it's Aaron. it's fine. They're all they're all you. love poems. Uh, for this, this bike messenger, I got a thing. Erin knows. She's known me for years. I got a thing for bike messengers, man. These these they look like horses, little chevalier, just <laughs> riding around the city, just with these big beefy thighs, all these beautiful tattoos. Oh. I know. Do, do, do those lycra pants have any, anything to do with it, Pam? Oh, they don't. They don't wear. They hey. don't wear lycra. They wear. They wear. They like. They wear like like Lululemon pants and cut them off, and then like sometimes like little leggies when it's cold. They got style. He, I say they. He's a, he's a he, but I'm trying to speak as. <laughs> I'm trying just to just speak say. as. Well, I'm just trying to say. all That's all like messengers like are a whole subculture. Is this an unrequited lust you have? Yeah, I'm, I've been, I have a, I have a crush on a bike messenger, and I also have a crush on one of my mailmen, one of my postal service workers. But he, he has a girlfriend because I asked his other postal service worker. I was like, so what's up with Ethan? <laughs> the, the cute, the really the hot, the hot post this office is what guy. Lockdown does. <laughs> oh boy, you know this gives me a great idea <laughs> for a story. The post guy. postman. <laughs> Oh, what did you say his name was? Huh? Ethan, Ethan, the postal worker. There's another really good-looking one named Pat. 
Pat and Ethan are both really cool. good looking. And Dwayne now, he's a really just good looking. Just in case they're listening, that's all. Just so oh, yeah. Know. No. Pat, oh, Dwayne, yeah, Ethan. God, love you all. And, and Pam, right now, we have a special guest. <laughs> worker on the, on the line. Yeah. Well, I, I sexually harassed him the other day, I think. I said, I hope that the postal... <laughs> well, no, I said, I, I hope that the postal service makes a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked at him. But... <laughs> <laughs> I would take that as a compliment. Are you, are you live are, are we right still now on the radio? Yeah, we're, we're still, still on the radio scary. for like three minutes and then I'll unplug it. I talk about this stuff all the time on the radio. I don't care. I'm like, come find me, postal service worker. I'm here. You bring me the mail. Who's stalking who when you come to me? Is that a good new oh. bit? You like it? Shall I use it tonight at my show? I think I will. What time is your show? Oh, tonight? Um, no, tonight's at Asiento. So it's just an outdoor show. I don't I don't record it. But Fridays um, at six o'clock Pacific Standard Time, you can listen live to um, Mutiny Radio and I have a show called Happy Hour. And uh, we do comedy on the street, but it's also on the radio, and um, it's a, it's a lot of fun. And I have diff- I book people every week. So if you guys want to listen to that every Friday, do you six do, o'clock. Uh, do, you, do you do like club like uh, comedy club gigs and stuff? Yeah, um, I'm booked at I'm booked at Alameda Comedy Club because they're the only one that's open because they have a huge back patio. So I'm at Alameda Comedy Club on. Saturday, March 6th at both the 6 and 8 o'clock shows opening for Taylor Tomlinson who just came out with her Netflix special Twenty, the quarter year, quarter life crisis was her Netflix special and so I'm opening for her she's LA and then also Irene too, it's a double headliner bill and it's an all female comic night so it's me, Brooke Heineken Nine, Natalie. Um, Irene too, and Taylor Tomlinson to open for these, for these uh, national acts yeah, um, and I used to do stuff at the Punchline and at Cobbs, but they're closed. So, like, there are no comedy clubs open right now except for Alameda and, like, me. And a woman named Drea Myers runs some shows at a place called Milk Bar on the Hate. I mean, there's a couple people that are doing outdoor shows, but they're very few and far between, and I'm one of them, so. Milk Bar, one of those places that, that serves cereal? No, yeah. nope. They just serve alcohol. I, I think it was in Clockwork Orange, yeah, wasn't it? The it's, Maloco Milk Bar, the, uh, something like that. It's an homage to Clockwork Orange in the just, name. It's like it's across the street from Amoeba Records on the Hate, and it really just looks like a cocaine haven. It, 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 yeah, it's now they do comedy outside, so it's the owner's a good guy. He's cool. He's a cool guy. I tried to hit on the other day, but he's kind of he's kind of hey, too hey, old Pam, for him. You know, there 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 is one way to realize your dreams. You could, you know, uh, maybe create a radio show that interviews postmen. <laughs> that is not a bad idea. That is a good idea. No, it's, a good you know, idea. You, you can do what you want, right? You, you know, and you, you can have all these guys come 